folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to The Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover. Me, Christian Hugill. And Greg James, can you just explain to everybody what you are cleaning right now? Oh, um, hi guys. Yeah, I'm just cleaning our audio production award uh, for best ensemble cast. Uh, the audio production awards 2023, organised by Audio UK and sponsored by Audible. Thank Aww, you. Thanks, guys. And you're cleaning it with Christian Snotty Hanky. No, right, sorry, <laughs> it's cleaning it with my glasses cleaner, but may I be the first to say... You're listening to the award-winning The Fast and the Curious. Moments ago, on stage at the BFI, which, Betty, stands for the BFI. What do you think the BFI? You know what the BFI British. Come on. I don't know. Film. Film. Industries. Institute. Institute. Yes. We are coming at you live. (laughs) Keep that in. We are coming at at you live from the BFI, or as... Christian kept calling it today on the group MFI. Yes. Which is simultaneously an insult and now non-existent. Yes, a uh, non-existent furniture shop off of the 90s. Well, I kept typing into my Google Maps BFS, <laughs> which I don't know You're why. thinking of DFS. <laughs> Sail now on. Oh, but my God. How did we win this? <laughs> so in the category that we were in, some unbelievable names. Nish Kumar and Coco Khan, who host the Pod Save the UK podcast, which is very, very good. Jordan North and William Hansen, my, my pal from Radio 1, with uh, help I sexted my boss. Corrupt FM and French and oh actual Saunders. Which if God. you're an American listener, like French and Saunders are actual British and national treasure Legends. status. Legends. But are they any good at podcasting? Clearly not. <laughs> yes. And I, think, and I think that is the spirit, isn't it? I think that's why we're all here. I think as Greg continues to polish his award. Let me just tell you this. I'm incredibly proud of you, Christian, you, Betty, and also a big shout out to Jimmy Blake, who is the producer of this podcast. We started this with just uh, with, with $7 in my pocket, as The Rock said. Mm. It's essentially independent. Um, thank you to Acast for putting us on, a, on their platform. But really, we do it all ourselves. And it's been a real, genuine pleasure to watch you two embrace it, start loving it and just to get really good at it so well done to both of you and jimmy well can i say and i don't know if jimmy will leave this in but thank you to you greg james for <laughs> believing in me and betty and jimmy like no one ever has before really so thank you yeah. to you greg james i really one, appreciate one quick it thank you before we get on with the podcast to the listeners mm. for actually bothering to listen over and over again create that lovely community and we're grateful to you and you know let's shoot for the stars and see where we get to this time next year we've had a really amazing fun season covering this mad sport with you we've loved having you with us we've loved following it i followed it i've said before followed it so much more closely oh same i'm obsessed with it now like genuinely all i do is think about f1 i talk about it all the time i'm (laughs) researching it all the time like it's all over my socials like the algorithm has got me in a (laughs) chokehold weirdly i'm i'm not particularly asked about it anymore i've gone off it if anything so uh yeah i just think it's overrated sport do you know what i prefer golf So, yabba dabba do, it's the Abu Dhabi do preview. Betty, what's coming up on this episode? Okay, so we're going to talk all about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, get into those talking points. But before that, we've got to talk about our end of season party <laughs> at Mercedes Benz World. Yes. Are you guys excited? I'm very excited. Yeah, really, really excited. It's still, like I said before, don't. 
I don't think I fully realise it's happening until the day. It sort of feels like we're talking about me going to see a different thing presented by some other people. I've done a recce. Have you? I've, I've conducted my first recce. Did you wear a tool belt? <laughs> no, I didn't wear a tool belt. <laughs> I should have done. I should have done. I was with producer Jimmy, and we went to Mercedes-Benz World last week. We looked at the space. We looked at where we're going to do it. We checked out timings. We worked out food and drink and all the rest of it and all the fun stuff we can do. Will there be volivants? Oh, tell us, tell us there the details. There will be food. There's going to be bowl food. Pub? Bowl food. What's bowl F- food? Food in bowls. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh, it's a fabulous way to prepare food in a bowl. Yeah. I've always said that. Yeah. Like Haven't I always said that, Jimmy? Might be pasta. pasta. Uh, yeah. Might, might be, you know, bits of like, chicken and rice. Ooh. No, Ooh. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd Mercedes going fancy. Yeah, well, Mercedes are famously a fancy, luxurious mm. brand. Yeah. Um, what's a posh pasta? Like with prawns in it? And like, uh, well, does it have to be no, pasta? It would be. I don't it, know. It's like, it's re- like, it would be a nice risotto. That's Mercedes. <laughs> is it risotto? Risotto with, yeah. Posh. Anyway, I don't know what the food is. We're getting fixated lobster. on the food. Lobster risotto. Yeah, lobster risotto. So if you come to our live show, there'll be lobster risotto. No, there risotto. won't necessarily be lobster risotto. <laughs> no. Right, hell. So am I right. misunderstanding? I need to go to bed soon, so we're going to do the information about the live show, because we're very excited about it. Should I talk about the guests? Yes, please. Guests confirmed include Fast and the Curious regular, Chloe Grant. Yes. yes. She's on the guest list. She's Love on. Chloe. Second guest, Karun Chandok. Amazing. Everybody loves Karun from Sky F1. Absolute maniac driver. Maniac driver, but also, right, yes, Karun was a Formula One driver in his own right, but you talk about F1 nerds, Karun leads people like me. He's the king of the F1 geeks. Karun knows (laughs) everything. It is insane. He's a very funny man, very nice man. So Karun's going to be on. This is amazing. We're going to get him to use the Sims. You can race Karun Chanduk in in the Formula One Sims. Wow. Uh, It's going to be so fun. Also confirmed last night, Eurovision legend <gasps> Sam Ryder. Oh, I'm obsessed with God. this. What a booking. What is, a booking. Is he actually coming? Yep. He loves Formula One. He loves the Fast and the Curious. But he's just so passionate about it. And loves it just it. comes through and that's why he's so good. Also great hair. Oh, great It's yeah. better than mine. I also want to try and get him to sing the Formula One theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? In his and falsetto. McLaren News? Could McLaren he try News, McLaren News? You could do a duet, Christian. Don't well, I mean, sad. McLaren News is my thing, isn't it? So yeah. let's not... Right. I mean, let's, he, could, okay. he could duet with you. Maybe, maybe step aside for chart-topping yeah. Eurovision legend Sam Ryder. Mm. Just an idea. Mm. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think it's what the listeners want. So, the important information. If you want to be there... I'd quite like to be there. Well, you're going to be there. Okay, lovely. Now, numbers are tight mm. because we want it to be intimate. 20 pairs of tickets to give away. All you need to do to be with a chance of winning two tickets is email your name and who you want to bring with you to fastandcurious at acast.com with the subject Fast and Curious Live 2023. And to make it fair, the names are going to be selected at random. So if you don't put Fast and Curious Live 2023 in the subject line, the system we use to pick the names won't spot your message. And that's, you know, that's natural selection. But it's also random selection. Mm. Now, Christian, would you like to do the terms and conditions? I'd love to do the terms and conditions. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, everybody, please listen carefully. These are the terms and conditions. Now, it is completely free to get in. But obviously, please keep in mind before you sign up that you'll have to make your own way to and from Mercedes-Benz World in Surrey. We looked at Fast and Curious minibuses, but we'll aim for that next year. It's just outside London on the 8th of December. And if you are coming into London, there's a very easy train from London Waterloo, should you need it. We did it the other day, and it's you get off at Weybridge, and it's a five-minute taxi from the station. Excellent. Okay, so Weybridge is the station. It's all very easy. 
Uh, and, and it starts at 6.30. So we're going to get people in, in the building at 6.30. Here's the idea. We get everyone in. They can mill around, chat to the guests, meet each other. Because it's always nice oh. when podcast fans meet each other. Because you go, oh, you listen as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can use The Sims. You can race the EA Sports F1 game. What's the dress code? Mm, good question. Just clothes, I think. Just clothes, clothes right? Sure. Like no, no nudity, I guess. No, sure. Greg, what about children? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bella and I. So this is no, 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 no. It didn't be like that. No, no. More, more. Can we bring them to the oh, event? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, sure. I'm just so used to being asked that boring question. Yeah. <laughs> Under 16s are more than welcome. Oh, that's nice. But you have to be accompanied by an adult over 18. Okay, as a plus one. We can't just have kids turning up. That seems reasonable. And, and if you were to remind our listeners one more time just how they can get in touch, how yep. would you do that? To be in with a chance of being at our very first Fast and the Curious live recording, email your name and who you'd like to bring with you to fastandcurious at acast.com with the subject line Fast and Curious Live 2023. We'll keep the email open for, uh, for a week. So 30th of November. That's your by, deadline. By, by the end of play, 30th of November, then, then we'll select and give people enough time to know that they're coming. Okay, yeah. there yeah. you go. So we can't wait and uh, it will be really fun and uh, what could possibly go wrong? Greg, do you need to go to sleep? I think I do need to go to sleep, that's okay. I'm very happy to have done this. I can't believe we won an award and enjoy the rest of the episode. We will. I'm going to take the award with me. You can take the award home. Yeah. I think that's very wise. Do you want me to take it and then we can switch it around? Like, you know, Ant and Dec sort of have six months each. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have three months each. Okay, yeah, yeah. that seems reasonable. Okay, Greg's gone to sleep. Christian, it's just me and you. We're still in the BFI. Which stands for? Oh, British. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did a little giggle. (laughs) Go on. British. Oh, Oh, British Film Institute. Very good. Well done. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, Christian. I I honestly cannot believe this is the last Grand Prix of the season. If I had told you at the start this is how it would end... With Max Verstappen being this incredibly dominant, Red Bull being this incredibly dominant, <laughs> would you no, believe? No, it? I wouldn't. Be, I, would I, you not? I, no, because I, and I can't. Don't think we should emphasise this enough. This has been historic levels of dominance. There's never been this level, really, of dominance before. And I saw a little bit of social media chat today about who's your driver of the season. And lots of people saying people like Oscar Piastri, valid for his debut year. Alex Albon for dragging the Williams up. The, the driver, they have been fantastic and we sing their praises on the podcast all the time. The driver of the season is Max Verstappen. His levels of consistency have been historic. So I'd have believed that Max would win the title. I'd have believed that Red Bull would be the quickest car. But we've seen levels of consistency and dominance from Max and Red Bull that have been so special and genuinely like a privilege to watch. People will talk about this season in terms of the great F1 performances. Yeah, and also I read that if Max Verstappen was a team on his own, he would win the Constructors yeah. as well. It's, which it's is, astonishing. That is just insane. It's astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. So now I, I think we should on this last race preview of the season start with Red Bull at the top because... Yeah, I, I hope for the sake of the sport that we get more battles for the win next year like we had in Vegas. But goodness me, we, I can't heat praise on Red Bull enough. In particular, well, I say on Red Bull, on Red Bull and Max, that those two have been sensational. But there's loads of other storylines that we can talk about because we've, we always say, obviously, Max is sort of the headline, but there's so many other battles going on, isn't there? It's, we, we also know that so many of our listeners on this podcast are watching F1 for the first time. So at this point of the season, we should say that yes, the Drivers' Championship is the one that gets the headlines, but the Constructors' Championship, the Teams' Championship, is the one that the teams really want to win. Why? Because it represents prize money. 
So the higher you finish in the Constructors' Championship, the more prize money you get. And particularly for teams in the sort of second half of the championship who are battling to, to sort of reach the cost cap, it's really, really important. So there are a couple in particular of, of constructors' championship battles that need to be finished this weekend, which are really important. So should we start with the Ferrari v Mercedes one for second place in the constructors? So Mercedes are on 392 points, Ferrari on 388 points. Only four points in it, Christian. Yeah, and do you know what? It sort of feels to me like... Mercedes have been quicker but actually I think we have to praise Carlos and Charles because they've been pretty consistent this year and I think Mercedes maybe do just slightly even though Ferrari have got the only non-Red Bull win of the year with Carlos Mercedes have probably felt a little bit quicker but you know there's been mistakes in Ferrari not least you know when the, the, the two of them clashed on the first corner a few races back there's always mistakes I swear every single race yeah, there's a Ferrari I, I mistake think Mercedes and Toto has pointed this out that they've on, on many occasions not maximised what they should have done on race weekends George has made more mistakes than he would like this season I think Lewis has had a spectacular year I really do that they will really want to get that second are, are they going to be that bothered no because they've got plenty of money that it's not going to affect their prize money realistically but they really won't want to be beaten by Ferrari. It would it would hurt their pride in a bad year more. So that's that's one I'd look out for. That's probably going to be the biggest storyline of the weekend. What about the battle for fourth? Because this is actually really exciting. Aston Martin could leapfrog McLaren. And it's actually crazy to think that that's the case, considering where McLaren sort of started, that, that they're up here, considering where they started this season. Regardless of who finishes fourth between McLaren and Aston Martin... McLaren have, have done an unbelievable recovery job this year. I think they've taken such a step forward that shows us that they, I think they can be right up there with, at the very least, Ferrari and Mercedes next year, if not challenging for the World Championship. Um, Aston Martin started so well, but have then fallen victim to sort of in-season development. It's so hard in Formula One to keep that development going throughout the season. And they started brilliantly, but have really struggled to keep up. And you have to say as well, you know, that Lance Stroll hasn't been anywhere near Fernando's level. So really, considering where they started, Aston should have had fourth sewn up. But there are positives for both of those teams. No, no matter who finishes on top, they've both had McLaren's recovery job and Aston are so much quicker than they were last year. Both teams consider that a step forward, but both teams, again, will really quite like that fourth place, that sort of best of the rest behind the big three. What about if we go a little bit further down to our friends, Williams? What, what kind of position are they in? This is where it gets really, really important. There's not this year in Formula One for the first time in, in, a, in a long time be sort of like a solid slowest team. So that battle for seventh in the World Championship, seventh in the Constructors' Championship, which at the, at the minute, Williams are on 28 and Alpha Tauri are behind them on 21. You remember what I was saying about the prize money? That is so important for, for those teams. teams. Yeah, yeah, so important because James Valls at Williams has been talking with the debate about whether there should be an 11th team in Formula One. He's saying we struggle to make money in the first place. So 7th to 8th to 9th for those teams, massive difference. There's a lot to keep an eye on this weekend. There's a real lot to keep an eye on. Someone's going to say, how do we play this? Like when we're watching the Grand Prix, what do we do? Have the have a grid with all the numbers? Like what am I supposed to do here to keep on top of it all? Uh, get your notebook out. Get Betty's notebook out. Betty's notebook. And keep an eye on the on the on the big list of cars on the left hand side of the screen. 
Well, but yeah, I know, but this is going to be stressful. Or, as Crofty says 15,000 times, Sky subscribers can press the red button and ride on board with any of the 20 drivers. <laughs> nah, you're all right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the constructors done with. So that's, that's one thing that you've sort of got to get your head around. <laughs> what about the drivers? Well, we know that the big one was the battle for second. Now we know that Sergio Perez is going to be second. So that got sorted out in Vegas. The battle for fourth interests me. Sainz and Alonso, the Spanish rivals. Of course, Alonso was Sainz's hero when he was a kid. So that's a nice little battle to keep an eye on. They're both going into this weekend on 200 points, battling fourth. Lando only five behind them on 195. So that's a really nice one. Charles Leclerc, he's had so much bad luck this season. He's only on 188, so he could catch up. So that battle for fourth, Sainz, Alonso, Lando Leclerc, that's interesting. I'm really interested in the Alpine drivers as well, just quickly, because... They, they don't get on as badly as some people like to make out Gasly and Ocon. However... Sexy Gasly. Please refer to him by his Sorry, name. by his actual title. However, there's no real clear number one driver in that team. Mm. Gasly and Ocon have really gone at it this year for that I'm going to be the team leader. So that will matter to those two. They will want to have said, actually, I beat my teammate in that first year of those two being together. Mm interesting that's sort of the championship standings everything we need to be keeping an eye on um but away from that is there anyone under pressure we have seen improved performances from lance stroll and sergio perez in the last couple of grand prix lance had a brilliant vegas sergio's been quicker in brazil and vegas but as will buxton said to greg on the last episode when greg asked will is sergio safe for next season Sergio's already battling to keep his seat for next season, even though he's got a contract. Sergio needs a strong weekend. With those two, they are both under contract for next season. But this is Formula One. Stranger things have happened than Lance saying, actually, you know what, I'm fine. Or Red Bull saying, you know what, we're going to put Daniel Ricciardo in that seat next year, as Will said on the last episode. And what about Logan Sargent then, who has been on our podcast, he's been a regular throughout this season, drives to Williams. We've spoken a lot about is his seat safe? Has he done a good enough job, do you reckon, to keep that seat for next season? Uh, my gut instinct is that Logan will get that seat for next season. I don't know this. This is, this is a pure prediction. I think he has just pulled enough out of the bag to convince Williams to give him a second go. I think a final strong performance would sort of cement his position and just resist any temptation for James Vowles to sort of think actually we'll throw someone else in so I, I think his seat is 80-90% safe well I'm sure we're going to find out by one of those James Vowles videos that he likes to post on Instagram where he stands there and addresses the camera <laughs> <laughs> he loves it doesn't he <laughs> We love those James Vowles videos. We absolutely do. Uh, and of course, a reminder that you can send us questions at Fast Curious Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Betty, you've got a question. Yeah, from Louise. She says, hey, everyone, I'm new here as a fresh F1 fan this year. I've never done a final race of the season before. I know 2021 was decided in the final race, but is everything usually this much up in the air on the final weekend? Yeah, it is. Since F1 about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, changed its point systems to sort of 25 points for the winner, 18 points for second. It means more points are awarded and it means a smaller point spread with first to 10th. And it's genuinely made everything a lot closer there's always always stuff to get excited about in formula one so this is this is quite common that's one of the many reasons i love the sport 
How are you watching it? Are you, you going to have snacks to celebrate? What's the plan? I don't, I'm not a massive snack person and I always make notes. I, do you know what? I'm a very unsociable watcher of F1. I like oh. to watch it ideally on my own <laughs> Good. to Glad concentrate. I, <laughs> I don't, so I don't, I, I just well, really like to focus on it. We're sat in the BFI cafe. Which stands for? <laughs> British Film Institution. Well, she's nailed this. Institute. I know, I've learned it finally. Um, the lights are going down. There's a party behind us. Glass of white wine is I calling my name. I think we, now that we are the award winning The Fast and the Curious, maybe we deserve to go and have a glass of white wine. Yeah, shall we? I think we should. Listen, we'll be back after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix uh, to review it. We will, of course, be doing our live show, which even if you don't manage to get tickets to, will be on this feed so you won't miss a thing. And by the way, we're not going anywhere over the winter. We've had a lot of people say this. We've got exciting plans for the winter, which we'll talk more about when the racing's finished. Yeah. But I've had a lot of people say to me, listen, there's no Formula One in the, in the winter. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? We'll still be around. We're not deserting you. So get in touch with us if you've got more questions. Fast Curious Pod. Me and Betty are off for a wine. Goodbye. <laughs>